Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we have two really, really groundbreaking topics. The first one is how I think about written content and all the different possibilities that you have when creating written content for any type of person. And the second one is my big discovery of how people think about designing websites and also content-driven website design. So let's jump into this week's episode right now. So the first topic I wanted to cover this week was how do I think about articles, so written content. How do I think about that? How do I create written content? And what did I explore during my testing phase of how do I work with writing articles? I always talk about this when I tell someone if they want to start a personal brand, like you need to first find out if you are good in front of the camera or behind a microphone, or if you're way better off like writing content, because when it comes to being in front of the camera, you really have to act. You really have to be in the moment and share your thoughts in a manner that people will understand it and also will connect with you. And in text form, you basically do the same thing, but you don't have to deliver on the spot. If you do something wrong, you can just change it up. In a video, that's obviously also to some extent possible, but I think you get the general paradigm of what I want to try to portray here, is there's people that are better in front of the camera and people that just really want to write something because it's easier for them because they can cover up, so to say, their mistakes. And I of myself don't think that I'm best at both sides so I try to not be super binary here so the way that I handled this was I trained being in front of the camera by just telling my stories asking myself questions and answering them in front of the camera and from time to time I got better and better and better and that's the progress that I'm on so I also wanted to experiment with writing content like writing articles or just short copies so marketing copy for example that converts people and through that whole exploration and through also getting to know content redistribution so for example if i do a video on a new marketing strategy for instagram i can do an article on there because there's also people just how there are people that want to create videos and write articles there's also people that rather want to watch a video and other people that want to read an article so by opening up your content space to other people that also want to read something you basically have the ability to have a bigger audience which means you get more attention if that's what you're aiming for so i wanted to explore that and first i Usually there's a thing called like this process of getting the audio of a video in written form is called transcribing and there's actually services for that. So I think it's almost around $1 per minute or something. So that really only makes sense if you are at a certain point yet where you can actually pay for that. But also there's this feature where on YouTube, actually YouTube takes your audio and transcribes it themselves automatically. So there's not actual people that do that. It's really just about that does that. And you can actually not only turn on the subtitles that are auto-generated, you can also open up the entire transcript of the video. And what that means is that you can basically take the entire context, the entire content of the video. So the information that is being shared in word form basically you can take that whole thing and copy it over into a text document and from there 
create an article off of that. And that opens up a lot of possibilities. And when I found about this trick, you could say, I was really stunned by the possibilities that you can do. So basically, there's so many YouTube videos and theoretically, you could start a blog by just taking YouTube videos, transcribing them through YouTube, and then just taking the text and like kind of re-editing the text so you can actually read it as a blog article because you cannot just put out the whole transcript because obviously there are some mistakes in there and it's just like a full entire text with no paragraphs, with no titles, and you have to make it more applicable to people that want to read something so you obviously have to do some work there but theoretically you could take this information that is in those videos and just put them into written form through this process so that's one possibility also one are really like it's it really stuns me to see all these possibilities and i kind of also feel i wanted to share this real quick I'm gonna continue with this topic, but I wanted to share this with real quick. By seeing so many opportunities, sometimes I actually feel super paralyzed to not do because I'm just so overwhelmed with all the opportunities that are out there that work that you could do, but a lot of people are just not doing. And sometimes I really get paralyzed when I see so many opportunities. So I basically wanna do everything, but I just have limited time and I cannot do everything. So that's also something that I'm not really struggling with, but that I'm always thinking about like, oh my God, there's so much that I want to do, but I can't just do everything. And with having the ability to focus on one thing, and that's basically like also what I wanted to share. I feel like I have the, let's put that in another section of the podcast today, maybe. So what I also found out through being in this process of transcribing this content is that okay this video was geared towards maybe teenagers that just want to become more famous on instagram let's say that i'm a marketing agency and i want to use this kind of information for my clients i could reform and restate a bunch of um, statements in this article so that it applies to the people that are my certain audience or my target audience. And that opens up so many possibilities again, because now I could say I have this one piece of information basically, or like strategy to get people from A to B, but there's really through different industries, a like connection that is that basically the process is the same for every single industry or person, but you just have to talk to them in a different way. So for example, to business owners, I will talk to them in a whole different way than to teenagers that want to be famous on Instagram. And what this opens up is really just like crazy amounts of possibilities. So now I could say I have this Instagram growth tool or strategy for teenagers that want to become famous and also for businesses that want to support their strategy on social media. And that opens up so many possibilities and that really opened up my mind about why I think that really written content is in from a standpoint of creation and redistribution so amazing because let's just say you write an article and it's done and for example it was maybe really time heavy so at that time people 
were like really interested in that topic because you, for example, used a scandal in it that motivated the whole article. And then one year later, there's another similar scandal. And then you just use the same article again, but just use the information that's in it and connect it with the like time sensitive topic in there. And, you know, I'm almost like, I'm almost like not able to talk here like how I want because it just stuns me how much possibilities there actually are. When you create content, there is this possibility of writing the content for a certain demographic. So you could, I created some time, I need to show you this at some point, this onion of diversification of content. It's really interesting and it basically gives you options to diversify your content when you create it. So before writing an article or even producing a video, podcast, whatever, you could ask yourself, okay, who is this person that I want to speak to? What are they working at? Are they still in school or do they have a certain job and in which industry industry are there? Are there teenagers, like their age, their income level, their location? And there's just these diversification points that you can use to really target your content towards a certain demographic. And I think that's really an awesome paradigm if you can use that and apply that to your content creation um, phase. And when people when people don't understand this and sometimes they're like really paralyzed in that moment when I say like, yeah, just diversify your content. I think with this onion, and that's why I need to share this maybe in a later video or podcast, this content diversification onion that can just help you create better content for a certain target audience. So let's go back to how I came to this topic and I wanted to tell you in this podcast today. So I think on Monday I started creating a website again and I see this pattern for me over and over again that I start websites with Webflow because it's just so, it just makes sometimes fun to do that and it's also like a kind of avoidance of other business necessities that I need to do in my life. So I, I just see this pattern at some point, but I wanted to create this sort of online magazine for social media. And so I started the layout and I just thought, am I just actually gonna stick through with this whole process here? Or am I just create this website, write five articles, and then this project is gonna die off. So then I was like, okay, I'm gonna write these five articles now. And if I shut down the project, like, this whole time was wasted. But with articles, so I'm I'm just really, uh, I can't even tell you, I'm so excited about written content because you can just repurpose written content in such an easy, quick, and I don't know, like way that it's literally insane. So for example, let's say I write these articles for this magazine that I wanna do maybe, and then I decide to shut down this project. I can just fucking use these articles and publish them on my agency account. And I can just use them again and again. And let's say I do, I do actually stick with this project and do maybe around 100 articles. And then I shut down a project because no one was actually going to this website because I wasn't like having like a great strategy that I can get people to this website. I can just use this content over and over again. And now that we have this written repertoire of 100 articles, 
I can use that again and again and again. And I can do short form with it. So out of one article, I get maybe five short pieces of content. And that just makes me so excited about the different possibilities about written content because you can just really use it in such an easy and diverse way again and again and again. That for example, you have this this one idea. You have this one idea of getting people from A to B. And then you just package this one idea for certain people. So let's say we're talking to 60 to 70 year old CEOs, which is probably only a few people, and we target this article to them. So we write that in a certain way. We use certain words that they like to read. So for example, I would look at what kind of magazines do they read, what content are there, or what publishers are they interested in. I would look at these certain things so that when I go into the creation of this content, I would know how to talk to them. So I could have this article that talks to the CEOs. Then I use the same article for people that want to get into the same position as them, but I just have to talk to them a certain different way. And then I want to target teenage or like entrepreneurs. And then I talk in a completely different way, but I could still use the same essence of the video, like the core information in the video. And I can use that to create so many different articles and that is just really amazing and that's just how i think now about written content and why i actually am excited about written content from a creation standpoint i have to definitely share this point that i'm not sure as to how many people still read articles there for sure are still people but i don't know the actual proportions of how many people read instead of like watching or listening podcasts for example and i think it definitely declined over the years for sure since video was introduced to the internet but there's definitely still people there and that's why i'm so excited about written content i mean like then you could even go further into have like dynamic content so like a dynamic article where they use certain words because of the person that reads the article. So if the CEO, for example, person that's 50 year old lives in Australia, and if he looks at this article, it actually is generated when he clicks on it. And it like the AI uses the information that it got from him over the past of his past reading behavior and now knows what he likes what words he resonates with what colors like it's so insane what you theoretically could do and that's why i'm like sometimes paralyzed because there's so many many informations that's why i wanted to start this conversation because i think through starting conversations and talking to other people you could actually use these opportunities and do something about it and not just be paralyzed like I am right now because there's just so much that you could theoretically do. So with written content, there's really just so many opportunities. For example, you could also write an article and use this article like two months later and make a top five list out of the information that is contained in that article. So, so many, so, so many possibilities in written content. And that's why I wanted to start this conversation here and need to even further develop that on the YouTube channel because I think that's just broadens it up to a way bigger audience and maybe helps kick this conversation forward and do it actually and bring it into an execution or in a strategy. So that's what I was really interested in. And now I can also tell you how I got to design this website that is supposed to be a new social media magazine for the internet. 
So I was basically looking at the New York Times, the website of them, and I just really liked how they designed the whole thing. And I'm really interested into so many things, but also into design and graphic design and web design. And that's why I was looking at their website and just like wondered, oh my God, how did they, how did they come up with that? Did they just take their regular like physical newspaper and perform it into a online newspaper? No, hell, they for sure didn't do that. They had some processes of really great web designers that had like a whole strategy behind the whole creation. And now we go back to my <laughs> really one of my most favorite tools that are even browser based, which is called Webflow. Seriously, if you don't know Webflow, you need to right now go to Google, type in Webflow, so it's web and then flow and .com or just Google it, you're gonna find it, it is insane. It's like everybody can build any website now without having the ability to code. So everybody can do any website that he wants to, theoretically. And what they do with their, and why I'm such a big fan of them from a consumer perspective, but also from an entrepreneur perspective, is how they actually explain their service or their program. For example, if you if you use Adobe, Adobe Creative Cloud, they don't have, re- yeah, they have tutorials, but they're not really invested a lot into those tutorials into making it applicable to the actual users. It's like with the old manual books that no one reads. That's basically how it is with Adobe. But with Webflow, they have literally the best courses and explanations and tutorials on their own service so the program and it's literally insane and what they also did i think about two months ago is absolutely insane they created an entire online course for completely for free on how to start a web design career obviously with webflow so they're really smart selling their product there but it's so good so anyone if you i would suggest you this if anyone ever complains to you about that they don't have money or they cannot do anything give them that webflow course it's called the freelancers journey or something so just type in webflow and freelancers journey maybe it's literally a free online course that shows you how you can go to clients it even shows you how to sell it and what i want to come to now and what like the videos or the modules i watched this week was the content content driven design that helped you create this website so before when i was considering designing a website or doing a new website, I was looking at the design from an aesthetic point of view. So for example, I was looking at this website and thought, oh, that's a cool website. And then I went to Behance. If you don't know what that is, just Google it. It, It's called Behance. Google it. It's really cool for designers or even creative people. If you are in any way and shape or form in the creative space, check out Behance. There's a bunch of inspiration on there. That's really cool. And that's basically like the cool is basically what I used to describe Behance also. When I was looking at web designs on Behance, I was basically looking at them from a perspective of, oh cool, that's a cool looking website, but like what's behind it like? And when I wanted to do my own websites then, I was looking at those websites and picked out the things that I loved the most and tried to implement that for myself or completely recreate it. 
And that's basically only maybe 20% or even less of the actual design process. And that's what I learned through this free online course from Webflow is that the best design, so the best web design is content driven. And you need to really look deeper into this or maybe just check out the module in the actual course if you want to actually learn more about content-driven design. But it's basically knowing what people want. So basically like your target audience, your customers, if we go from a business perspective now, what they want and giving that them in form of text. So before you even start the actual design, so the actual um, display of the information, you think about what kind of information you're going to display on the website. It also goes into doing value propositions for this design. So value proposition based design principles are also incorporated in that strategy, but it's just really so great. So you, so you basically have to think of this website as a point of center to help people that want something from you. So let's say we have those five different people and they all have something that they want to achieve with the information that is on your website. So you use this value proposition of I am as a person. So for example, let's take a mother. As a mother, I want to get more information on um, health benefits for my child so that I can make a decision where to put my child to. So you basically use this information and this one that the person, so your target person has, that's the intent. Oh, Jesus. And I'm so obsessed also with intent. So I need to do some other content on intent because since discovering intent through SEO and also like this content driven design process now, I'm so obsessed with intent in so many ways. And also looking at how you get driven off intent. But let's get back to the content strategy to create a website. So basically look at what people want the most from you in terms of getting information and then you order it on a website and then you use this information. So these, this content also, and then you look at how you will present it to them so they can easily access it. And then you again, don't have like really the aesthetics in there involved but you way more think about how do they get their information as fast and easy as possible. And that's, I think, called user experience so that they can get their information that they're seeking as fast as possible. And that was one I was thinking about like, okay, so it's really intent driven design of people like they have some intent and they try to fulfill it on your website. But where actually does the experience on there where does the brand come into place because for example if you go on louis vuitton it's a different thing when you go to amazon there is also marketing involved there like the colors and the way that they use proportions that also has to have some type of influence into the design process and that's what was what was not covered in this process or in this course so far and that where i basically just I, I didn't know how, how, how this marketing actually come into this process now. So I just explained to myself that you basically have like maybe this 80-20% rule. So 80% you try to focus on the intent, so on the actual content itself. And then you focus on 20% on the feeling that they get from your website. So that's what I was talking about, Louis Vuitton versus Amazon versus Apple. 
So looking at those different sensations in terms of looking at how they feel on your website through colors, proportions, images. And that was just really interesting to see how they didn't talk about the actual aesthetics on a website. And then what was what I was basically focusing on purely when I created any website so far. So I was not thinking about the people themselves or what they want from this website, but only like, oh, does this website look cool? And that's also how you can actually sell these design processes way better. So you can actually say like, hey, you have your customers and they have some intent to sell something. And it's it's not just a website that looks cool, it's a website that actually helps you in terms of business results. And understanding that really thoroughly through this course or through this module, was so satisfying like that was really mind-blowing and whenever I have those mind-blowing moments I'm just so so excited about like learning more and understanding more and that was just really amazing how my complete and other viewpoint of website completely changed like that was just really groundbreaking for me and I wanted to share that and I want to definitely encourage you no matter what you do, I think it's just really interesting. I mean, you're listening to this podcast right now, so you could actually just use one more 10 minutes and invest that into understanding the web, basically. And the web is a lot about intent and a lot about people and diversification and the content that I talked about before. And understanding that was really, really interesting. And then, for example, also, one that they were not covering that because it's not necessary for the strategy to create these websites for your clients. But I was wondering like, how do they, so people have intent, but people also have interest. And then I was developing this idea about interest way further. Let's say you go onto YouTube because you wanna find out about like, how do I grow my business, for example. You find this video, so your basically intent was satisfied and you learn something. But then YouTube tries to spike your interest to basically maximize the value for themselves. They spike your interest to showing you different videos that look really interesting. And they also know that you might be interested because of your past behavior on their platform. And then you are hooked and driven off your intent over to your interest to their so they get more value and that paradigm and that whole idea of like looking at websites in a whole different way really blew me away and that's why I wanted to share them with you on this podcast today and you just really have to look into that because I think it's just really an interesting field to understand how the web basically works how platforms work also it's, it, it also has a lot to do with how social media platforms work so that whole thing is just really so interesting and I needed to share this with you so that's it for this week's episode of the podcast. I was really excited to share those two topics because they actually meant a lot to me. And I thought that they could actually bring you some value back. And when you look deeper into those both topics, I think you can really do so much stuff with that. That is really, really awesome. And also this week's episode really spiked a lot of interesting fields where I need to go deeper into other different types of content. So making videos on that, writing articles on that, sharing this more on my platform. So this was really an awesome episode. And I want to thank you for listening and see you next week in the next podcast. Bye.